Hello and welcome to Gem the GM. This is a podcast about escape rooms from a behind-the-scenes Games Master perspective. I am really excited about today's episode. I'm not going to talk about anything behind the scenes in this episode, so my intro is a little bit defunct there. But today is my updated top five. My top five 2020, if you like. So I did my last top five on July 22nd last year, 2019. And I wanted to sort of update it about once a year to see how much it changed, really. So I can tell you that my top five this year has two new companies in it. Uh, New to my top five, not new to the world. And three of the companies, although they are the same, two of the rooms have changed. But then the third one is the same company and the same room. So they haven't moved. (laughs) Now, I do my top five in any particular order, okay? I just, I love all of the rooms and it's really hard to get my top five and then put them in ascending order as to my favourite. I can't pick a favourite one out of these top five. So I will obviously say them in an order, but it's not the order in which I rate them. I like all five equally and I'll rave about them now (laughs) and you'll hear me, you'll hear the enjoyment in my voice. Okay, so new in, we have Otherworld Escapes. Now, Otherworld Escapes have two locations. They are located in Southampton, Hampshire and Portsmouth, also in Hampshire. The rooms that I am going to talk about, and I say rooms with an S on the end because I've done all of their rooms. There are five. There are five of them. And I can't choose my favourite out of two of them. So they've kind of got a two-room mention here. Um, So my favourite two rooms with Otherworld Escapes are Pub and Chip Shop. Immediately, they're quite unique themes. I have never played another pub-themed escape room before. I think there might be one. I certainly haven't heard or played a chip shop-themed room before, so I have no idea if there's another one of those around, but certainly not one in my near vicinity. Quite unique. And the reason that I love these two rooms is, is their uniqueness, actually. Well, they incorporate hint systems in character, which If you listen to any of my episodes, you'll know that that's my favourite. So the pub has got a lovely Cockney character as their hint system. And then the chip shop has got a fish as their hint system. Um, One of those moving fish kind of things that you have on the wall. I'm not actually sure if it's a herring or a bass because the the chip shop at Otherworld Escapes is called the Red Herring. Ah, see what they did there. But the fish itself is called Billy Bass. So I am not sure if the fish is a herring or a bass. I don't know my fish very well, sorry. It could actually be neither. But anyway, you know those things that you can get in like novelty shops and the fish moves and its mouth moves and usually it sings a song. It's one of those. And that's the hint system for Chip Shop. Now for both rooms, as I said, they are unique. A, in their hint systems and B, in the flow of the game as well. Something happens in pub and I can't obviously give it away because it's spoilers, but it is a really big wow moment. Uh, You really don't expect it. And 
when it happens, you're just like, what? Oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened or I can't believe this is happening. (laughs) And it really, really takes you off guard. It's great. Really, really good. Ah, I wish I could say more. But in Chip Shop, the whole game kind of changes. And that's really cool too. And I really think that's about all I can say without giving away too much. But perhaps it changes and you're not expecting it to do that. And there's a really cool way that it changes as well that incorporates like visual and sensory stimuli that again, it's just really cool. I just keep saying the word cool, but it is, it's just really good. And I haven't experienced anything like that either in an escape room. So those two rooms, I can't decide between, but for their quirkiness and uniqueness, they definitely make my top five. The next one on my list is a non-mover. The company and the room have been in before, so I'm not going to talk about them too much because I did go over the room in quite a lot of detail in my last top five. But just to say that time trap in Reading with the room Imaginarium, you have made my top five again this year. You've stuck with me. Instead of going over the room again, like I said, I did that before, I will just say that they have a new room, which I have not yet managed to play because of lockdown. I think it came out perhaps end of last year or beginning of this year. I'm not sure exactly, but I have not yet been over to play it. And I'm really looking forward to playing it because all of Time Trapped rooms are excellent. They are just so exquisitely decorated. The themes are great. Everything is in theme and you just get super immersed into the room. It's brilliant. So their new room is called Pudding Lane and I am a bit of a history fan and the Black Plague and the Great Fire of London, sort of the the mid-1660s, are one of my favourite time periods to read about and to know about. So I was really excited when they announced that room and I want to get over there as soon as I possibly can. So Time Trap, well done for staying on my top five and I will look forward to seeing you soon. The next one in my top five, the company has been there before, but the room has changed. So we are now going over to Surrey for Tully's. If you don't know, Tully's is a set of escape rooms and they're on Tully's Farm in Surrey. So you can have a proper day out there. You can go around the farm and you can do their escape rooms as well if you want to. And they have a restaurant and, well, like a sort of more of a cafe. But yeah, you can have some food and drinks and stuff. I've been to Tully's twice now on Shocktober which is an event they do during October. They do up the whole place. It's amazing. They do it all up for Halloween. There are loads of scare events. There are people walking around in costume. They have bands playing. You can get, you know, street food and like candy floss and chips, hog roast, you know, all that kind of stuff. They even have some fairground rides there. And you can go in costume or out of costume it's entirely up to you but I love them and the last well last year last October when I went there for Shocktober I did the escape rooms first and then went on to do Shocktober in the evening which was really really good fun so we did two rooms there at Tully's we did Nethercott Manor which I've done before 
but did not manage to make it through, so I had to do it again. And we also did dodge. Now, the last time I attempted Nethercott Manor, there were only two of us, and that's why we didn't make it. So we took another two people with us. There were four of us this time. And guess what? We didn't make it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, Tullys. There is so much to do in that room. It's so big. I can't even say room. It's like... It's like a mansion. It's massive. There is so much to do. And even though the two of us that had done it before remembered quite a bit. And so, you know, I think we got through the first bit quite quickly. We still didn't manage to make it. Luckily, we got there early. And luckily, the Games Master was on our side and he let us carry on. So we did manage to finish it, but we did go about 10 minutes over time. So anyone that's going to Tully's, I mean, oh my goodness, just take loads of people with you because they're really, really, they are tricky. And also there's just so much to do. Oh my goodness. Now, not to sort of, I don't want to put Tully's down or anything because I I absolutely love them there. But there was a puzzle at the end of Nethercote Manor that I did not enjoy. And it means that Nethercote Manor has come off my top five, but it's still, it's been replaced by another Tully's room. So it's, it's not, all, it's not all bad or anything. <laughs> and, and it also may have been t- due to the fact that I was 70 minutes into the game and feeling a little bit frustrated. I don't know, but the room that's replaced Nethercote Manor is Dodge, even though we didn't complete that one either. Nope. We didn't complete that one either. A group of four of us, well, the same group of four. We just come out of Nethercote and we went into Dodge and we did not complete it. But I favoured it above Nethercote because I just found it a bit more fun. The I don't think this is giving away too much but you because it's right at the very beginning. So I don't think this is really a spoiler. Um, but the team gets split and I love that. I think quite a lot of enthusiasts love it when the team gets split and you have to find your way back together um, or work together collaboratively. But apart and so those are really good dynamics to have in escape rooms I think Uh, so that is something that Nethercote was lacking and I think that really started the game off on on a good foot and I just really enjoyed the puzzles that I got to do in Dodge as well so far I don't know how it ends I've no idea yet I haven't been back but um, I will go back they now have another I think they've got another two or three like smaller escape rooms so I have to go back and I'll probably do Dodge and the new ones to see how far I get with those they do have two other rooms there as well which again are excellent and huge if you spend the day at Tully's just take a lot of brain food with you and a lot of energy food as well because the rooms are just so huge I just they're just massive. So um, yeah, you definitely need a lot of stamina to do all of the rooms at Tully's in one day. But yeah, so Dodge has replaced Nethercote Manor and I really enjoyed it. So a new one in my top five, a new company, a new room is Illusion and they are in Southampton in Hampshire. And that's Illusion spelt with an E, E L U S I O N. I am going to put all of the links to these uh, companies in the show notes. And they have got, currently, they have got four rooms. And the one that's made my top five is Cursed Waters. One of their newer rooms. They've got two locations in Southampton. And Cursed Waters is my favourite because they did a really good job of the immersion. Cursed Waters is set underwater underground 
I'm not actually sure if it's meant to be just underground or if it is supposed to be underwater. You don't get wet, don't worry. (laughs) But they're in these like sort of caves. They really outdid themselves on the decoration and the immersion of the room. So you go in and it it really does feel like you're in these um, caves, you know, and you expect to find like rock pools and things like that. I think it would be going a slight step too far to have it all filled up with water as well. (laughs) Might not get too many people play if that was the case. So no water, don't worry. And even though we had a dodgy torch, so the torch had some dodgy batteries and it kept going off and I had to ask the games master for another torch, which is a a GM (laughs) no-no. It didn't matter. Look, the game has still made my top five. So it just goes to show that even when a company or a games master makes these little faux pas you know if the game is good enough it won't matter i really enjoyed the puzzles um in cursed waters good elements of brain work and physical stuff as well there was a particular puzzle that i liked which was if you remember the old tv show nightmare you know where somebody had to put a a hat on and then their friends had to direct them that's not exactly how it is in the room so it's not it's not a, a spoiler but there is a part that reminded me a little bit of that and that was really cool and there's some skill needed as well for um at least one of the puzzles possibly a couple of them actually but yeah there was there was one where a bit of skills needed and that was good too so i just really enjoyed that and i really enjoyed the fact that two of us could do it um they do recommend a minimum of 3 for that game and Given that two of us did it on our own, I can definitely see why there is a part of it where three people would definitely be handy. Um, but if you, if you ask them, um, if you're experienced players, I think they won't mind if you play it as a two. You just uh, need to be aware that you might struggle a little bit with a part of it. Um, but as a two, we completed it with literally a couple of seconds to spare. So I would I would recommend three or four people, to be honest, for that game, unless you are just a two and you don't have anybody else that can play with you, then uh, go ahead and ask them if you can do it. But otherwise, I would recommend a three or a four. And yeah, it was just really, really great. I really enjoyed that. And I like Illusion uh, as a company as well. I like their other rooms. They've got a scary room, which is nice. Uh, Not many companies do the scary room thing. And as you know, I love a scary room. So thank you so much for that. So yeah. Thank you, Illusion. That was a a great game. And I can't wait to play your new one. Got a bit of a Stranger Things vibe going on to it, as far as I'm aware. But again, with lockdown, haven't played any physical escape rooms yet since lockdown. So uh, I haven't managed to get over there. All right. So the final company on my list is a company that's been there before. But again, the room has changed. So where are we going for the final one? Number five, drumroll. It's peer pressure. Yes, of course it is. Gotta love peer pressure. In Brighton. Last year, the room was Pavilion Perplex. That was the one that was on my list. But this year, it's changed and it's now Loot the Lanes. So since I did my last top five, I've played two of their newer games. Uh, One is Raver Quest and one is Loot the Lanes. And as soon as I did Loot the Lanes, as soon as I started it really, I just thought, yeah, this is it. This is going to my top five. And part of the reason is because I had the wonderful Games Master, Ayla, 
So thank you so much, Ayla. Um, she was my games master for Pavilion Perplex as well. And she's just fantastic. That girl can just stay in character no matter what. She is absolutely fantastic. And she had me in stitches for Loot the Lanes. If you're going to go play Loot the Lanes in Peer Pressure in Brighton, uh, do you know what? Request Ayla as your games master because... She, she's just brilliant. She comes in in character and she takes you off to the game and she stays in character the entire time, all the way throughout the game. And even though I, you know, I know her now from, well, obviously I've played games um, with her being the GM before and she heard my podcast before about being in my top five. Um, so even though she recognized me and knew who I was, she still didn't break character. It was fantastic. Not until the very end. <laughs> and when she was like, right now I can say hello. <laughs> anyway, so that is, it's really an example of how a games master can take a great room because Loot the Lanes is a fantastic room anyway on its own. But if you add a great games master on top of it, then you just end up with a phenomenal experience. It's just absolutely brilliant. So Loot the Lanes is spectacularly decorated. I didn't see a single inch of wall space or anything that wasn't in theme. Um, It's got the traditional cobble floor, as Brighton does, if you've ever been around the lanes in Brighton. Um, All the floors are all cobbled. It's all very... Uh, kitschy, all very quaint and quirky. And this was exactly that. Loads of little knickknacks, trinkets and things to look around, uh, some of which were relevant to puzzles, some of which were not, um, but that's absolutely fine. And then there was just this other like little crazy bit, which I obviously can't talk about, but it kind of took a really weird turn and then kind of came back to the original theme as well. So it, it was it was good though. It, it wasn't a bad thing at all, but it blew my mind. I wasn't expecting it at all. It was a little bit like the moment in pub at Otherworld Escapes. It's like you're just playing this game and you're playing and playing and you're having a great time and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, oh my goodness, I did not expect that. <laughs> this has just happened, you know, like something is, something big has happened and you weren't expecting it. So it was a really great moment. The hint system for Loot the Lanes is, again, the Games Master in character as well. Um, Nothing like super duper fancy for that. It's via a telephone booth, but the uh, voice just comes out over the speakers. But um, the Games Master stays in character for it. So that's great. And obviously, if you're doing something wrong or you need help, then they're there immediately, which is fantastic. So, guys, that is my top five 2020. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to it and I would really love to know if you've played any of those games or companies and what you think. So every time I release an episode, I put a post out on Facebook about it. Just search Gem the GM and you'll find me. Look for the post with this episode and come and leave a comment on there about what you think and whether you agree with any of my favourites. I would love to hear your opinions. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to help support this show, then please go ahead and leave a five-star review wherever you listen. It's a tiny action that makes a huge difference. 
You can also support me on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. And you can come and find me on Facebook. Just search Gem the GM. I post a link every time I release an episode. So please come and find me and make comments on what you thought of the episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks again. And until next time, keep on escaping. <laughs>